I'm sorry, but a, a little face just came and peered in the window behind you and then ran away. <laughs> Dad's still potting. Go hit the R-rated movie. Go, go, let's watch it. It's such a convenient place to have a low budget. Perfect example just farted right out of my head. Here we go. Have a seat right beside us, please. I'm ready for a double date. Well, I think it's time to walk around now. Oh, I was neckbearding that one there. Your mouth does not always have to be spewing verbal diarrhea. Stomach full of poop powder and heartburn. <laughs> oh, I know it's a little early for a title, but that might be it. <laughs> Literally the damn first words out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, it's, my stomach is just churning from that. Oh, it's so gross. But I have to take it in order to, uh, yeah. To what? Oh, in order to, to flow regularly, have my... Have <laughs> have my bowels working and <laughs> funct- functioning and firing on all cylinders, I guess. Peak performance. Yep. Peak performance. Peak performance. And by that, ee, just blasting it's, out it's, the back end of the porcelain. Oh, it's, yeah. I feel like I destroy the toilet. This the gears are just like grinding, and <laughs> this is not lubing the machine. This is <laughs> this is uh. just ripping it to shreds. <laughs> Literally. Uh, Perfect. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. I, I'm trying to find what my roulette was. I have no idea what my roulette was last week. High life. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Let's get that pulled up here ready to... Yeah. I didn't talk about Elysium, did I? Uh-uh. I accidentally skipped one. Just like me last week. I'll add it down here at the end. My two lists were not adding up to their same total. Ugh, I have to renumber all this shit. Fuck it. Okay, um... How's it going, man? (laughs) Oh, pretty good. (laughs) I just... Oh, it was funny. I got my hair cut, which... (laughs) (laughs) That's always good. Oh, it's... It's always good for a laugh. Oh, yeah, we were... At Books A Million, my wife was like, she's like, should we get the boys' hair cut? I'm like... I looked at the... My watch, my watch, I wear a watch, my clock, I don't, my phone, <laughs> and my clock, as I pulled out my little clock yeah. on my, on a, well, on see that, you, I need to wind my clock for the day, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like 10 till 7, I'm like, oh, we're going to be one of those families, just bring the whole family in 10 minutes before they close, and we all need oh, this, so I'm a like, good haircut. Oh, guaranteed good haircut then, so we, we did exactly that. And I mean, I, I mean, it was it was like the butcher block, just. <laughs> um, and Hudson is he's goosey, so I mean, oh, it's I'm just embarrassed when we take him to get the haircut because he can't sit still when the barber trims around his ears or whatever. So he's squirmy, and you can tell she's fake nice, and oh. Yeah, that's and how it for, is when I take uh, Corbin anywhere outside of the house. That's how he is. Yeah. This, just loud and, oh. 
And then awkward, like someone will walk in, a stranger, and he'll talk to them. I'm like, oh, you're, now I am guilty by association. Now I have to interact with an adult that I don't want to talk to. Right. I don't oh, want to. He's talk. so cute. He's yeah. so nice. Yeah, I, I don't want to interact with this human that I. Oh, I hate new humans. <laughs> so you know they. She. I mean butchered. It's it's. Let me see. Turn to the sides a little bit. Uh, I mean, it looks like you kind of got my number. Like, yeah. I just, do, you, do you do the same thing? Are you in their system? You just go. Yeah. And just, they're like same thing. Number two. I'm like, yeah. Just, just do it. Just quick. <laughs> Quit talking to me. Oh, just, yes. Oh, yeah, I could just tell. I mean, it, they went quick. I mean, it didn't take ten minutes. It wasn't ten minutes, and I was I was done. I'm like, oh, this is going to be wonderful as it starts to grow out, and the the David Spade comes back out in it. <laughs> He's still, hey, a little long on the front and the top. Oh, there. it just hangs. Me. <laughs> I mean, I look like Doyle from the Misfits. <laughs> it's better than your last one. That, yeah. It, oh, that. Oh, there was that one where the oh. double swoop. I about couldn't make it through that show. I, my back hurt from carrying it. <laughs> I remember that one. That was the uh, the Clark Kent making Ugh. passionate love with Clark Kent. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah. <sighs> But, uh, yeah, how are you? <laughs> oh, uh, all right, I guess. I, I, uh, I'm done with Domino's, by the way. D- Domino's pizza. Oh, I thought you meant the, the game. I'm like, oh, oh, you had a bad, a bad running with the family on that one, I guess. Uh, no, just. The pizza. That's one of the few places you can grab some food for when I'm, I have to buy food for people at work and. Yeah. I had one piece, and that's twice in a row that I've ended up in the bathroom hurling it up. No. Nope. Oh. oh, we're done. We're done. So, I don't know what kind of garbage you're, you're dumping on your cardboard pizza there, Domino's, but... Mm. Nope. This show brought to you by D- Domino's. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. So, is that... Do they... No, wait, that's Little Caesars that does the $5 pepperoni and $5 cheese. I wonder if they still do that. Oh, I don't know. I haven't eaten there in many years. Yeah, me too. But, oh, just... You, you and I have kind of similar stomach issues where oh, we yes. get things that are a little... A kilter. Ugh, yeah. ugh. I mean, I threw up once at work and came home and threw up just everything. Really? Then I, felt, then I felt okay. Then I felt not too bad, but... Yesterday was not a good day. Oh, so do you think it would have been... I would assume food poisoning, or was it just the way they're... Generic pizza's made. I think there was a little bit of food poisoning in there. It, oh. Because my st- my stomach hurt. I mean, within the next hour after eating one piece, I was like, my stomach hurts. And I haven't thrown up like that in a while. But, oh. <sighs> done. Done. I, the Where's, the guys dom- are- Where's the Domino's? Is there Worcester It's near, 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 near where I work. Okay. There's one in Worcester, too. Okay. There's one just down the road from where I work there on 30. Is East of Chicago, is that still a thing? Is that, does it oh, yeah. exist? Oh, okay. All right. Yep, yep. I remember there was a, there was a time where, and maybe that could be where, like, there was a new manager down in where I used to live close to you and, like, their pizza improved? Maybe? I don't... <sighs> it did because he kicked out everybody that was stealing from him. Okay. And, uh, uh he, um, started making... In, in, he instituted the policy that you have to make the pizza the way the corporate east of Chicago wants you to make it with this much sauce and this much cheese and this much yeah. toppings. And it got way better. 
Way better. Yeah. It's I, still east of Chicago, but it was way better than it was. Yeah. I kind of remember that. Yeah. And yeah, he's still the owner. Is he really? Yeah. Huh. I took I took the boys down there to the buffet here a month or a couple months ago, just because the wife was sick and wanted a nap and the boys were crazy. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get out of here with them for an hour. So I took them down there and they're like, buffet? Ooh, never saw a buffet pizza before. And they were thrilled. I had a couple of bites of this and that. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <sighs> uh, pizza freaks. I'm yeah, glad we're both doing so oh, good that all we oh. have to do is... You oh, talk just... about shitting and I'm puking. So that's... <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm hours away from jujitsu and karate. I'm just... I'm just... I'm just oh, I'm dreading it. Oh, 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 I don't want to roll around on the floor and just get sore and banged up and sweaty uh, and fall asleep on the couch with because uh, <laughs> uh, I did it last night and I'm doing it tonight but then tomorrow I'm taking a break because I got other shit to do and I just know how tonight's going to go because I'm already a little bit sore and tonight's going to put me over the top and then my just just chapped asshole you know <laughs> Uh, well, let's hope the poop powder doesn't come to visit when you're in the middle of a roll. <laughs> oh, I, it's everything I it's everything I can do to not completely shit my pants at karate sometimes because <laughs> I've just eaten supper and I try to eat early so that it can digest a little bit, but it's still yeah. it's pushing it literally. Like then last night, I'm like, you know, we're doing our our self defense, and I'm like, I'm just squeezing in a huge fart. I'm like, just oh please, Eugene, come on. <laughs> Oh, and then when I, by the time it's done and I get in the car, I mean, I mean, that car, it needs to be, fu- I mean, my wife's SUV actually, it just needs to be fumigated when I'm done with it on the way home. Cause it's just like nonstop 10 minutes of just farting. <laughs> oh, like my, this shit. Describing my work truck. I think they're going to have to replace the driver's seat. But yeah. that's, it's just oh. ingrained in there. And what's what's kind of funny is that it's so cold outside that it's just like when you get out of the car then and then like the next morning when we go to take the kids out at the end of the drive or at the end of the road, like there's still, re- you know, residual damage in there. And I, I then I'm like, oh, it, was all, it was worth it. That ah, was worth it for this. <laughs> you got some frozen mist inside oh, the car. It's just, you can it just is so some... damn cold. Can we bitch about the weather for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that I mind what the actual temperature is. It's just that it's been so unseasonably warm that my body has that. Yeah, we've talked about this before. I rever- I have to get used to shit, okay? I got a little used to the warm because it's been 60 degrees in January. Then it just like, boom, now it's 18 degrees. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't breathe. I walk outside and I my throat closes up and I start gagging because what is happening? The change is just so catastrophic on my system. And the older I get, the worse it gets. No, I know. I know. Please, oh. God, stay cold for a little bit. Please. Ugh. Yeah. I, it's, it's Ohio winters. Just... But you got to admit, it's a lot more drastic now yeah. than it has been in the oh, past. Oh, yeah, this is weird. Especially when it gets to be pushing 60 degrees, like mid-50s. I'm like, what? It was 70 that one Saturday. Well, last uh, Saturday before last. Oh, yeah. It that, was... Oh. Yep, and on our cul-de-sac, it was party time on our cul-de-sac. Oh, my kids, I want to go play outside, and everything's a muddy disaster. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, dogs running around outside. Uh Uh-huh. Great, great. Are you ready for the roulette? There, there, there's your bitch, Seth. Yeah, that was a pretty epic one, too. (laughs) I'm Eric. 
And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. Uh. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. That's all I got. It's just ah. nasal congestion. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on this episode of the roulette, it is Mongolian Deathworm up against High Life. And I'm up first. Delightful. Mongolian Deathworm is everything you would expect it to be. When an American oil company sets up an experimental drilling plant out in the vast deserts of Mongolia, not Mongolia, they awaken a nest. The deadly creatures begin to breed and spread, devouring everyone in their path. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery went for a nice vacation in 2010. Um, to wherever this movie was shot. And, uh, you know how you say sometimes that, uh, they, oh, that, that was probably a first take, but they kept it. Yeah, this was an entire movie of, not first takes, but, uh, that, that practice take before the first take. Mm-hmm. That's the entire movie. Wait, let's, let's do this. And you kind of come over here and then you'll say your line. And everybody's like, okay, I'll run over here and then I'll say da 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 print like wh- what <laughs> no that ah, moving on oh oh we got it you know what hell with it mongolian death worm not good not good but not asylum it was a step up from that it's maybe sci-fi channel um sean patrick flannery is uh ironically kind of a gene or uh, indiana jonesy type because uh, you know he was indiana jones and runs into his ex-girlfriend. Ha 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 ha. Of course you would in the middle of Mongolian outback. Yeah. And then we spend the third act running around a factory that they are a dam that they got uh, permission to use for a weekend. Uh-huh. CGI is... Mm, terrible. <laughs> Worms show up once in a while. Other than that, it's just arguing, bickering. Uh-huh. Oh, I know this recipe. I know uh, this recipe well. It's a Stephen R. Monroe joint all the way, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with do not recommend. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> Tell me about High Life. Oh, oh, I'm so glad that you're also in that uh, basking the glory of sci-fi original. I have watched such good shit this week that I forgot about my roulette. I literally watched this shit at 4 o'clock this morning. Oh, man. <laughs> well, finished it up. I started it last night, but fast asleep on the couch. Uh-huh. Just, no. Why, Sean? Uh, why? Why? Yeah. Um, okay, High Life from 2018, directed by Claire uh, Denny, or Denise, uh, starring uh, my boy, Robbie, and Juliet... Pinoch? That's wrong. That's wrong. I know it's Pinoch. wrong. Pinoch. Pinoch, yeah. Uh, a father and his daughter struggle to survive in deep space where they live in isolation. Uh, <clears throat> this is a really, really good movie. Uh, it's also very, very depressing and very, very French. But I'm, uh, it's going to be hard to... Like, part of me wants to love this movie and then the other part of me is... It was really French. <laughs> um, <laughs> that usually is a positive to you. I know it is, but it's like the movie was really, really long. Um, and just, dang, I mean, it was depressing. Just depressing. It's about a bunch of criminals on this 
floating ship that are doing research to black hole stuff. Like they're, they're edging their way towards a black hole. And it's basically, it's a death sentence that eventually you're going to get to the black hole and all of the work that you've done will better humanity, but you're going to go into a black hole. The end you might live because we don't know what happens when you go through a black hole, but that's, that's the, uh, yeah, it's dark stuff. Um, his daughter, how she comes about to be on this ship with inmates is, uh huh. It's pretty much what you can expect. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's sad when you think about, you know, that it's, they're by themselves floating through space on, basically on a, on a suicide mission. The special effects, while used very sparingly, are really, really good. The acting is great. The characters are, for the most part, reprehensible because they're criminals, as they should be. I was like, I totally bought into that. Um, there's one scene where, uh, Juliette Binoche, uh, she, there's a masturbation scene in there that it goes on for entirely way too long. It was long. Like, <laughs> we get it. We get it. She is, <laughs> she wants someone, can't get any. Ooh. <laughs> Yep, uh, but High Life, I gave it, I gave it three, but it's better than that, I think. Uh, but my enjoyment level there, the enjoyment level is not high, but the, everything else, like the production values, acting, everything is really, really good. Uh, so, it's a, it's a hesitant recommendation. I'm not sure where you'd fall on it. Um, you might be a little bit more forgiving because it's science fiction. But then again, you might be so depressed you want to claw your eyes out when it's done. I don't know. Like that one with the guy floating in space with his robots from the 70s that was just oh. boring as hell. Oh, that's the trees in the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was, uh, probably, was probably less depressing than this. <laughs> right. Oh, and I like, I like the, the spaceships themselves. Are just big squares, like they're 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 Borg ships, but not even that technically advanced. They're just big metal squares, and it was kind of cool to like they didn't have to go all out with a like a cool looking Star Wars type spaceship. Nope, just a square box that can float through space with prisoners. Nice. Well, that works as long as it stays in space. It doesn't matter really what shape it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so yep, it was good, worth a watch for sure. All right, let's move on to the next round. Coming your way, first up on Amazon Prime is Velocipaster, because why not? Some people online are saying this is actually good. I don't know if I believe that, but after losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. A dinosaur. Although he is horrified by his new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime. What's not to like? Yeah. Uh, come your way from Canopy, Exile. The children of an isolated desert town face an all-consuming choice. They can attend school to learn the teachings of the Angel, an extraterrestrial being that arrived ten years ago, and evolve like their parents, who were turned into mindless drones, or be exiled to the wasteland. And lastly, I'm throwing this up there because the Oscar nominations came out, and it was nominated for an Oscar. I was surprised by that, and I thought, I'd throw it your way again. I Lost My Body on Netflix. Romance, mystery, and adventure intertwine as a young man falls in love and a severed hand scours Paris for its owner in this mesmerizing animated French film. <laughs> so, 
probably not going to happen for you for back-to-back French. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I didn't realize that High Life was French. But, uh, hey, it's up for Best Animated Film, I think. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> First up for you is Closer to God. This is a horror sci-fi thriller from 2014. Hour and 21 minutes, uh, genetic scientist successfully clones the first human, a baby girl named Elizabeth, but his work is soon threatened by a dark secret, a secret that threatens to destroy everything and everyone precious to him. Um, Jeremy Childs is in this, and Shannon Hope, whoever, yeah. Um, next up, Magellan. There you are, 2017. Uh, a mystery sci-fi thriller, hour and 43 minutes after NASA picks up a trio of mysterious signals from within our own solar system. Astronaut Roger Nelson is dispatched on a multi-year solo mission aboard the Magellan spacecraft to investigate the sources. Uh, keyword here is solo mission. One actor. <laughs> pass. Pass. I just did that a couple weeks ago. Um, and lastly, um... Uh, Descent into Darkness from 2002, a.k.a. Dark Descent. Uh, this is action, adventure, sci-fi, rated R. Uh, deep in the Marina Sea Basin, several miners have died under mysterious circumstances. Officer Will Murdoch, which that's awesome, uh, of the deep submersive division is brought down to investigate. Will anyone reach the surface alive? Dean Kane is in this. Ugh. Scott Wiper. I mean, there was no effort put into this roulette whatsoever. <laughs> oh, I looked. I, I It was everything I could do to just not have three squeaky clean looking brand spanking new asylum joints. It is everything oh, I could do. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Our 2BTV cues are very different, sir. Because <laughs> mine is chock full of not this, not Dean Cain. Oh, uh, but 2002, therefore it's maybe shot on film. Oh. Mm. <laughs> there you uh. go. That's your that's your spread. A pretty good spread. We got a no? sci-fi oh. horror, sci-fi action, sci-fi... Oh, and the Dean Cain one's an hour 36. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but closer to God's only an hour and 21. Yeah. Doing, crunching the numbers here, you're... I, I am... <laughs> I think, is this a, one of those Christian-y things? Which one? Closer to God. Um, I don't think so. But it could be, I don't know. Alright, I'll take Closer to God. Good choice, maybe. Uh, there, there were no good choices, what do you want? <laughs> Velociraptor, or pi- no, no. Velocipastor. There you Whatever. go. It's an hour and ten minutes, therefore that's the one I'll take because... Yeah, because it'll suck. I mean, it's not there's it's not going to be good. But that's what we do. We take our medicine. Oh, and this is the medicine medicine this week. <laughs> okay, next week is be closer to God against Velocipaster. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, just I got to send Eugene a list of shit cuz this is just not cutting it. <laughs> not one little bit. Okay. Uh, are you ready to move on to January Sci-Fi-a-thon part 3? Yep. And uh, last we left off, it was 26 to 21. Uh, the last thing you reviewed was Pandorum or Hercules. I don't know how your list is because you skipped Pandorum. Oh, Pandorum, yeah. I know Pandorum was last, but Hercules was before that, so I don't know where you put it on the list. Okay. 
Okay, next up for me is Lockout from, I don't know, when 2000? When are you going to take a stab at that one? What year was that? Um, let's That's see 2012. Lockout. I wasn't asking you to look it up. I was yeah. asking you to guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> 2012. Like, okay, I guess you don't have a computer that you're on. Guy, okay. Guy Pierce, yeah. Maggie Grace. Uh, a man wrongly convicted of conspiracy to commit espionage against the U.S. has offered his freedom if he can rescue a president's daughter from an outer space prison. I, I've watched this a couple of times before, and I've always been like, it's okay. But it leaves something to be desired. And this time, maybe it's because I've been watching shit, but I was like, yeah, that's a pretty damn enjoyable film. And it's not the greatest flick, but man, do I want to see more of this Guy Pierce character. He is just such an ass in the best possible, most entertaining kind of, um, oh, what's his name from the thing? No, McCready. He's like that. He reminds me of McCready. He reminds me of Kurt Russell from the eighties. Escape from New York. And he's just an ass, but in a lovable kind of, man, he's cool <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of way. So, yep. Quite enjoyed it this time. Next back to you. Okay. And I'll be, uh, sharing my thoughts on that movie here shortly as well. Uh, but first off for me is, I teased this last uh, week, is Flight of the Navigator from 2000... From 2000... From 1986. It better not be from 2000. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, it was... Meh. Um, lame jokes and... Um, the spaceship looked kind of cool. Sarah Jessica Parker's in this. Paul Rubens, I found out he's the voice of the the ship, which is cool now, but in hindsight, I was very annoyed by the lame jokes. And, ah, no, no, didn't hold up. Swing and a miss! <laughs> For a Disney TV movie from 1986. That Ugh. I told you you wouldn't Ugh. like. <laughs> yeah, but it should have been better than that. It was okay. Eh, no, I gave it two stars. That, that's being generous. <laughs> hey, that, that's acceptable from you. Yeah, it just... Yep. Silver silver suppository flying through the skies, I, I guess. I mean, for you being such a big Pee Wee Herman defender, you didn't know that was Pee Wee Herman? No, I didn't. I did not know that was him. I I think it's cool. I like, I like Paul Rubens, but... Uh, and the kid was... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a bitter old man. Oh, I just, you little whippersnapper, get your ass out of that spaceship! I, I haven't seen it in 20 years, but I watched it so many times, and it hit me at just the right age. I, mean, I was seven. I think it was the first time my parents let me be home alone when I watched that movie by myself. And so, I'll never forget that, you know. It's it's like uh, uh, The Last Starfighter. Yeah, I know, it's not that good, but it just... I was the right age for those movies. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Next up for me is the best film from 2018. And this is my second watch of it. So I'm fine saying that. And that's Annihilation with Natalie Portman. Mm. Damn. Is this a good movie? And one thing I was worried about going into it the first time is that. It's like, Oh, that Christopher Nolan noise is going to be all over this thing. And then, no, it was not in the movie one time until the very 
climax and reveal of kind of what's going on when the shit really hit the fan. Then they busted that noise out and it hits right in the chest. I was like, oh man, I totally forgot about that. I'm glad it wasn't throughout the entire film that they used it sparingly. Uh, but it's gory, sci-fi, just the perfect combination of those genres that I love. Back to you. That's a great movie. Did you, uh, did the man bear pig thing still kind of freak you out? Yeah, that was still creepy, but <clears throat> there's still plenty of other stuff in there that that crocodile thing is just creepy as hell. Oh, I Even know. Even the deer, they were, they looked pleasant and they're still creepy. I love what Alex Garland directed that, I believe. Uh, yes. I love that what he did right in the first kind of act when they enter into the sci-fi name, pick mist goo, whatever the hell, the veil, I think is maybe it's called, but they go in and you're like, okay, what are they going to see? And then cut to them coming out of their tents and going, um, hmm. Well, according to our rations, we've been here for about a week. Huh? No. Oh, like instant, just covered in dread and terror. So effective. Uh, anyway, I, I, I love it. I agree. That's a great, great movie. I think that was in my top three or four of that year. But Okay, next up for me is 1995's Project Metal Beast. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I saw this before, actually. Um, way back in the day. This was back when pay-per-view started to be a thing. And I'm not sure how I managed to actually watch this. I, I still lived at home. I was probably 19 or whatever. I was still living at home. And, but even then, you know, horror was, you know, bad, 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 bad. And, but somehow I was able to rent this without them. Oh, I feel like an idiot saying that I was sneaking watching an R-rated movie when at 19. But yeah, <laughs> uh, 1974, an unhinged CIA agent injects himself with the werewolf blood he found, a killing spree. He's frozen for 20 years, and then the doctors unthaw him, and then Kane Hodder goes and kills a whole bunch of scientists. And it was good. <laughs> hey, I had to sneak movies like Highlander at 17. Yeah, I- just it was one of those things. You still live in my house, and I mean, at that point, I was, I think, working at the video connection, so I could watch whatever I wanted to. I, but still, I remember this was another level because I was renting <laughs> it on the TV. I'm sorry, but a, a little face just came and peered in the window behind you, and then ran away. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yep. You're home Dad, from school. Dad's still potting. Go hit the R-rated movie. Go, go. Let's watch it. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. But th- this was actually pretty good. Uh, for what it was, it was still practical effects. Uh, Kane Hodder as the werewolf thing. Uh, of course, of course, most of the movie is set in, you know, big warehouse type, you Ugh. know. What I- <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over yeah. the warehouse. Yep. It's just such a convenient place to have a low budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. But in... In defense of that, there were many times when you and I would be driving around before we had actually made any of our little short films, and we would see buildings like that, and we're like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if we could just get that for a weekend and we could make a movie? We said that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And people were doing that, and are, still are doing that. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was it was decent for what it was. Uh, yeah, worth a watch. All right. Next up for me is 2009 Splice. 
genetic engineers, Clive Nic- Nikolai and Elsa Cast. Oh, just even those names. I say those names out loud and I'm like, they're stupid. Those aren't real people names. <laughs> Hope to achieve fame by successfully splicing together the DNA of uh, what? Of what? Because I watched this movie twice. I still don't know what they were trying to do. Uh, splicing together the DNA of different animals to create a new hybrid of animals for medical use. What? What medical use? Well, we'll just have extra chicken extra- legs. I- <laughs> Vincenzo Natale directed this, and I kind of give him a pass and check out some things he's done because he's done some stuff that I really like. And he, I mean, he made Cube. I give you a hell of a lot of credit for that. You made uh, there was another one that he made that I own that I was like, eh, that's an interesting idea, but it's called Nothing, and it's about these two guys that are lazy, and then they. If they're like, hmm, I want this thing to not exist anymore, poof, it doesn't exist. And it gets down towards just the two of them on a white, nothing, green screen kind of thing. That sounds kind of cool. Where they deleted the entire world. At first they delete the entire outside world, just other than their house, but it sounds kind of cool. It was pretty boring. <clears throat> but it's an interesting idea. And then let's scroll up. Oh, he made Splice. I saw it in the theater once, so I was like, eh, okay, it was kind of interesting. Hey, let's go up. What did you make next in 2013? Fucking Haunter. He made Haunter. Like, you know what? Your lifetime pass is now revoked. Now, mm. Mm, now he's been relegated to TV and ABC's of Death segment. Hey, six episodes of Hannibal. You nah, that's that. not a, that's not a, <laughs> nah. A couple guess, episodes, from season couple three, of, I don't know. A couple episodes of Westworld, and then in the Tall Grass. Oh, and a couple of Lock and T- Key, which is coming out soon. I want to see that. Okay. Anyway, back to uh, Splice. You know, most of the movie is fine. I mean, it's a little weird and Frankenstein-y, and that's okay. I get mad scientisty, but then it gets to this point. And spoiler, spoiler for a movie that I'm giving a thumbs down to. Why does he fuck the thing? It's so weird and out of left field and random and creepy and gross. Uh, Huh? (laughs) I think just shock value or maybe she was just throwing off those pheromones. I... (laughs) Ew. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. It just... The whole movie, I'm I'm off the ride from that point on. At, from that point on, I'm like, kill them all. Just kill them all. Just, can we wrap this up? Uh, and she's kind of a bitch, and the creature's... Yep. I mean, the creature's upset and pissed off, but you understand why. You're locking it in this barn. I No, thank you, sir. <laughs> I think I'm done with Splice until I yeah. review it again in ten years. As mm-hmm. Eugene, maybe it'll be At, good this time. Yeah. <laughs> Because I watched it not that terribly long ago, and I'm like, eh, it was okay. I mean, the very bare minimum of okay. But you're I right. Remember, I, we watched it together the first time, didn't we? Yeah. Uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I remember you liking it a fair amount more than me. Yeah, and I probably liked the fact that you know, there's a alien sex scene. Speaking of alien sex scenes, or weird alieny things, Extro is the next one for me. Yay! And this is... Nasty in all the right ways. Um, oh, I love this movie so much. Oh, <laughs> yes! I, this is just just wonderful. It's just 80-some-odd minutes of weird. Just weird. 
and creepy. It, oh, it's guy is abducted by aliens. Woman remarries or is living with some other guy now, and he comes back. Uh, and he comes back by being birthed in full grown man form out of this lady, which is oh, it's so gross. It's so gross. Uh, and then just little toy soldiers and clowns and nothing makes sense and it doesn't matter. It makes it all the better. This is one of those where the weirder it gets, the more I like it. Um, oh, midgets on unicycles and tubs full of goo and alien eggs. Yeah. Why? Doesn't matter. It's cool. It's cool. It's like somebody took David Lynch and sat him down and said, look, we want you to remake... Perfect example just farted right out of my head. We want you to remake Twin Peaks... The movie, the show that you uh-huh. made, but we want you to do it with aliens. And do it this, in 80 minutes. But there you go. That's that's it. <laughs> see what happens. Well, this happened. <laughs> and I love it. I love this movie. Oh, it's so... And I like the fact that it can still, as cheesy as it is, it can still be creepy and extremely gory. Oh, my... I'm, it's so gory. Oh, I love it. Yep, that's a... That was one of the... Pinnacles of the month thus far. Nice. For me. I've only watched it once, but I, I I like that you have watched it again and enjoy it, because I still kind of feel like that was one of my recommendations. I think you had saw it back in the day. And didn't I did, really care and I was like, it. meh. And then I yeah. rewatched it, and it's like, you've got to see this shit. And yeah. For all of the crazy like stuff that. that I import, this is actually one, because this is a UK disc, this is actually one that was worth the money and looks great on Blu-ray and... It just, it gives it, like, it makes it feel more like... Ah, it makes me jealous. I didn't know you had it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I got this on Blu-ray, but it's... There's no U.S. release. This is a region B locked. Oh, it's it's so good. Oh, I watched this shit on YouTube, I think. (laughs) That's how I watched it the first time, I think, is on YouTube. Uh, Okay, Uh, doubleheader for me. Uh, Apollo 11. This is a documentary that... The Academy overlooked this one this year, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That sure is did. bullshit. Uh, anyway, I, I'm i probably wrong in the way that I was set up for this, I but I had it in my head that this was going to be like a docudrama, where it's kind of a documentary, but then it's also kind of a drama. So I was thinking it was going to be a mix of um, documentary style and then acting and actors. And so I went into it with that mindset. I hit play. I start watching. And I'm like a half an hour in. I'm like, where are the actors? Like, when, when's this going to be acty? No, this is all just straight documentary footage. And I say that in the with the highest compliments. I loved this. I loved... This is the way you make a documentary. It's nice in some form to have, you know... Somebody... The, the filmmaker in there telling you what they think about a certain issue that they're making a documentary about. But this is a scientific exploration-y thing. It doesn't need somebody else's voiceover. It doesn't need people talking about, well, this is what this means when Neil Armstrong does this, or... You know what I mean? It's a little different. Yeah. Like, uh, just off the top of my head, Michael Moore, he, he's throwing topics out there, but he's talking about economics or capitalism or theories. You know, things that are... Uh, he's trying to give you his perspective on. Apollo 11 is not a topic that needs that kind of stuff. I absolutely loved it. That's one of the best movies of the year. Fantastic. Shame on you, Academy, for overlooking this one. I don't even know what the other docs are, but it belongs to be one of them. I agree. It Next up, from 2018, 
first man. So let's just keep this Apollo train rolling. Very poor decision to watch this after Apollo 11. Very. Because you see every little crease and crack that is Hollywood filmmaking. We're going to dramatize this. We're going to dramatize that. And we'll have this happen and him say this. And, you know, things that are written and you can't quantify. You know, maybe somebody, his wife or somewhere down the line said, oh, yes, this one time he was mad and went in the yard and said he didn't want to talk to anybody. But other than that, you don't know the conversations that people have. So I was noticing a lot of that kind of stuff that was unnecessary in a two-hour and 20-minute movie. Oh, it was so long, that movie. Uh, If I had watched this one first, I probably would have very much enjoyed it. And it's a very well-made film. But watching it right after Apollo 11, it's like... It's like watching a... Empire Strikes Back, and then go watch Battle Star Wars from Asylum. Did you see that trailer that came? Oh, oh no, uh uh-uh. Oh, just, you just want to throw it right in the garbage. Just no, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, so don't believe what I'm, I mean, don't take what I'm saying about First Man too seriously. Just for the love of God, don't watch it after Apollo 11. Uh, it's a totally fine movie, but Apollo 11 just knocked it out of the park. And this little first man came up and kind of did a nice little bunt and got on base and was like, yay, I did it. I got on base. <laughs> and everybody's going, um, hmm. I'm going to have to check my windshield because the last guy just killed it. <laughs> yeah. So, and all they did was re- just put that footage back together. That was beautiful. There was so much footage in there. I had never seen before. Oh, that was so damn good. Uh, okay. Back to you. I agree with uh, pretty much everything you said. I, think that you may have liked First Man even more than I did. I thought it was... Uh, it just felt a bit pretentious to me. I, I just didn't... It was I couldn't okay. even okay. remember... Because you had reviewed it. I couldn't even remember what you said about it. Yeah, it was it was okay. But I, I can tell it's not one that I'll probably ever watch again. It, nah. It just didn't do it for me. But it was okay, I guess. Um, okay. I will, I will say, though, that there that scene in the beginning where he was test piloting uh, the... I don't know which what the name of the ship was, but he... They were testing going out of the atmosphere and coming back, and he bounced yeah, off cool. the atmosphere and couldn't regain control. Absolutely terrifying. That was absolutely terrifying. Stuff of nightmares. Okay, back yeah. to you. Uh, next up for me is Luigi Cazzi's Contamination from 1980. I love me some Luigi Cazzi. Um, this is the one where the eggs uh, from the plantation, from the coffee plantation, are... Uh, they explode, and then whatever the the slimy goo that gets on people and makes their guts explode. Yeah, okay. you watch it. Yeah, yeah, I did. This is not. This isn't the uh, uh, alien ripoff one. This is the uh, yeah, the eggs. I remember that. No, this is the alien. Rip- I mean, this is this is alien ripoffish. No, but it's not the one that was a ripoff of Aliens, the direct no. remake. No, 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 no. Yeah. Nope. No. So uh, yeah. yeah, this is good. I like this. Ian McCulloch is in this, and he's great in this, and it's so Italian in the best way possible. Um, it's so gory. It's so gross, and this is my, this is my type of, of gory. This and Extra, I love these types of science fiction movies where they don't take themselves too seriously. They're fun, and they're disgusting, and they move at a good clip. Um, this one here, uh, <laughs> The alien in this thing, when we finally see the creature in the end, it is 
just hilarious looking. Uh, but I, yeah. And another one of those where they just use tons of KY jelly. Just lots of KY in the movie. And the eggs is... And they'd make that noise for a long, long time. Like... Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love it. Great movie. Uh, okay. Next up for me is Wally. Thank you, Disney Plus, because my kids have been watching Wally over and over and over and over and over. So I've probably actually watched it about three times, but we're just going to count it for one. Um, this would be my second ish watch. That is to say, I watched all the movie in parts. Uh, but this would only be my second full watch. And the first time I was like, it's okay, I get it, but it's a little ham-fisted with its message. And the second watch, I think I liked it a little more. It it just has so much of that Pixar heart. It I, People that like the movie or have seen it right now are going, yeah, thanks for catching up, dumbass. Uh, but it's so lovely, and they were so close to bricking the ending with him getting so destroyed and barely bringing him back and whatnot. Again, I wish you wouldn't have gone that hard with it, but, because you're just like, you're really trying to force us to cry that he's dead, but I know you, and I highly doubt you're going to kill things at the end of the movie. You're Pixar, you kill them at the beginning of the movie. Um, up. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I was glad that I was able to come around on that a little bit, and... Ah, oh, it's true. That's the way we're going. That's the way we're going. Go, give me my cart! I need to cart around a little bit so mm-hmm. I don't have to use my legs. Okay, back to you. Um, next up for me is Jurassic City. Oh, no. Yep, 2015. Let's just get into these now. <clears throat> uh, Ray Weiss is in this and Kevin Gage. They're both actors. Uh, prehistoric animals... <laughs> Emerge from a science lab and tear up most of Los Angeles. Ah, not quite accurate on the whole most of Los Angeles. It's a couple office, warehouses got it bad. Uh, a warehouse, uh, a basement, <laughs> office, uh, uh, jail. I think there's a prison that yeah, like or some rooms with bars in it. You know the drill. <laughs> uh, yeah, CGI Velociraptors maybe. One point five million dollar budget though. I don't know. Uh, it's pretty steep. Um, had to pay those Sean, actors. Yeah, uh, Sean Kane directed it, which he's done. Oh, porn. Sol- that's a Sol- porn Night director Zo- name. Yeah. <laughs> Silent Night, Zombie Night, Terror Birds, Stressed to Death. That's 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 my life. Stressed to death. Um, <laughs> How have you not watched Silent Night, Zombie Night yet? Oh, because that that I hate that title. That just says I'm cashing in on Silent Night, Deadly Night. But you own Silent Night on Blu-ray. Yeah, I do. I've watched it probably five or six times. (laughs) Hey, throw it my way next uh, October. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, uh, Anyway, so it's, it's, it's by no means is it the worst Asylum garbage that I've seen this month by a long shot. It, it's not good, but I've watched some pretty abysmal, pretty abysmal toilet stuff. This is, I mean, it's uh, just coming off the goodwill of contamination. Yeah, it's it's urinal, not not full on toilet. It's it's urinal. 
Wow. There you go. I, anything you want to know about it? I, I, no, not really. I, you said Jurassic City, and I thought I pretty well knew everything I needed to yeah, know. Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, it's more like Jurassic Warehouse. There, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, just Jurassic Warehouse. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, okay, another double header for me. Wife and I are still burning through the MCU because of Disney Plus. Much like the journey that you guys took, because I don't have all of them on Blu-ray. Uh, I just have a smattering here and there, whatever I can find for a decent price, because they are freaking expensive, because it's popular, so it doesn't come down in price. So I'm picking up the movies where I can, but anyway. So it's not like we've sat down and just really burned through them in a... Even a month's amount of time, a month or two, you know, you can really... It really changes the scope of these movies when you watch them back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. So, first up is, the one that I've always said is by far the worst in the MCU, Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. And I gotta say, much like Eugene shoveling that shit down his throat of his 70s Mm -hmm. Italian shit, this is the most I've ever enjoyed that film. It still has some issues for me, but that's the most I've ever enjoyed it. And I think it comes from, like I said, burning through the series and... You come to that place, and it's a little more enjoyable, for whatever reason. I still... This is kind of the turning point for me and Tony Stark. This is where I'm like, you're starting to cross the line into becoming a Judge Dredd, a fascist, you know? Like, mm-hmm. We gotta have weapons all around the world to protect everybody. Yeah, starting to lose me a little bit, and then his, uh, yeah, his creation just runs out of control. And then, oh, well, we'll get to... You know what? I might as well throw this one in here because it will just... Oh, it's right there anyway. Uh, Captain America 3 Civil War was the next one we watched. And I've had some criticisms about this film as well in the past, but again, this might be the most I've ever enjoyed this film. I This is where Tony really becomes just unhinged. It, it Some people died, and that's awful, but he just goes nuts, man. He just loses it. It's like, we have to sign these accords. We have to be policed. We got to be put... The government has to be in control of us. There's another thought that I had while watching this movie. It was, especially with how many people died in Ultron, and how much they talk about it in Cap 3, which is a big difference between... This shows me the difference between Joss Whedon and... The brothers! (laughs) The fucking brothers that did Cap 3. uh, And the new Avengers movies. It's the, the They did Cap 2, Cap 3, and Infinity War, and Endgame. The Russo brothers. Yeah. He killed a lot of people in Ultron. Joss did. We didn't pay as much attention to it because we were distracting you by... Every, we gotta save the people, save the people, move the people, save the people. It made it seem like, oh, probably not that many people died. And then in Civil War, they're like, oh no, lots of people died uh-huh. because you dropped a city on people. And yeah, they did. And it's so funny that these movies came... The sandwich in between those two slices of bread was, I think, Batman v. Super... Or, no, uh, Man of Steel. Batman v. Superman. They were in there somewhere, and they're like, just look how many people they're killing! That was the big problem. That's why the MCU is so great, because they save everybody. And then Civil War comes along, and like, nope, they killed the shit out of thousands of people. <laughs> uh, which is the what triggers Tony to being so nuts. I, again, I enjoyed Civil War more this time. I still think that he's just unhinged. I don't understand people are like, Tony Stark is so cool after Ultron. I mean, after Ultron, he's nuts. He is certifiable. In 
Civil War, he literally knows the guy is brainwashed that killed his parents and loses his mind to go kill him. It does not make any sense because he's still stuck in this mind. Coming from the guy whose mindset was, I just dropped a city on a city. It, it, I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Whatever. They're, they're still very enjoyable. We're still going through the MCU. And I'll, I'll throw in this one I watched. Uh, it's further down the list here. But Doctor Strange, we also got checked off the list. And it's uh, it's still good. I still enjoy that film. Not much else to say about it. Doctor Strange? Yeah. I would say that Doctor Strange is the most science fiction-y. Well, one of the more science fiction-y of all of the MCU. I mean, it's very... I would... I thought about not adding it because it's mostly fantasy. Oh, mostly fantasy with, yeah. Right, but he is such a scientist that I'm fitting science fiction in there. <laughs> yeah. I would say most of the, probably all. Is there any MCU movie that would straight up not fit into science fiction? You could. I think you could make the argument for something like uh, Spider-Man, maybe. I don't know. Even Homecoming's got yeah. the flying robot ar- wings guy. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking because Peter just got the one science fiction thing about it was he got bit and turned into Spider-Man. The rest of it is, is he's just a hero because he, well, his web slingers, he does make himself. <laughs> ah, it's science. That's so far, I'm counting them all. Yep. Except the ones so that I... So you are not going in order then, are you? You're just kind of skipping around. No, no, we're going in order. Why did I miss one? Really? Huh. Yeah, every night I go to the MC Wikipedia and what's next on the list and then we hit play. Oh, okay. I, what is next on the list? I... I there might be one or two in there that I slept through most of that I'm not counting. Okay. <laughs> to be fair. But I'm pretty sure I'm watching them in order. Either that or some bastard changed the Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, next up for me is 1984's Threads. Um, five stars. This is... What? This movie, sh- this movie should be viewed by every, every senior in high school. Uh, before they graduate, they should watch the movie Threads, because this is what it would really be like if a nuclear war would break out uh, on this earth because of stupid politics. This movie, it's devastating. This is one of the most devastating movies I have ever seen. It's made for TV. Made for TV in the UK. Um, I don't know how this thing was made for TV, because it is... It's so hardcore, and just... Oh realistic and then like they do it as not news footage like there's actors in it obviously but there's like on a like keyboard type sound or, or like a printer type sounding thing like you know Sheffield and then they have the the time of day and the whatever like pop up on the screen like and it just gives it this cold feel and they're just people going about their business in this town and always in the background always on TVs or on newspapers or something Russia is invading Iran and the U.S. is involved and shit's getting worse and worse and worse until finally the higher ups of this, of this town have to like, uh, we need to start planning for worst case scenario here. And then the bombs are dropped, uh, all over the world. And then we go through, you know, one day, uh, after, after bomb drop, two days, one week, one month. One year. Oh, it's... Every person should watch this movie. Uh, And it's... I've watched it three times now. And it is... Every every time I watch it, it's more devastating because I know what's coming. 
uh, it feel I mean it feels like a pretty big budget movie too but it's and it's like it's filmed in the 166 aspect ratio so it's I don't know something about it is it's it it's epic feeling but it's almost claustrophobic because it is in the square uh highest recommendation I it's I I wish you'd watch it but I think that you would hate it because it's so it's so depressing it's <laughs> It's so depressing. There's nothing good. Just imagine just a movie where nothing good happens. Yeah, there you go. Threads. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'll yeah. check it out sometime, though. It is a fantastic piece of filmmaking. Fantastic. Uh, shit. Okay, the one that I didn't count was Guardians of the Galaxy because I slept through most of it. And what? I, I was just tired. Just work. Work's oh. nuts. Especially this month. It's nuts. Don't even get me started. Uh, the one that I forgot to count that I did watch all of was Ant-Man. That was in between Ultron and Civil War. Fantastic. Every time I watch that movie, I like it more. And he was he was so funny in Civil War, I completely forgot about it. He's got like maybe five lines. Knocked him out of the park. I, I was weeping at him. Oh, it was so good. Okay. See you soon, guys. Right? Great. It's great. Stylish singing tones of Eugene and dealing with children. He's gotta go and do this, and he does that, and it's just it's just a non-stop cacophony of noise. I mean, why in the world you'd think just once, just once, he could fucking do this and that and the other no Hi <laughs> Hello Oh, he's just, just yapping away. <laughs> now you know what it feels like. <laughs> oh, I was I was busy. I was downstairs following my new Vinegar Syndrome movies. <laughs> oh, I see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Flesh Eating Mothers, which <laughs> uh, I reviewed that one on our show already, and you hated it. Oh, loathed it. Not That's proud me. owner on Blu-ray. Cheers. <laughs> Who the hell's turn? Was it my turn? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I did threads, and then you talked about Ant Man, and um, I have a feeling that I, there's more on my list than yours. I'm afraid. Uh, I'll do a real quick doubleheader. Ex Machina. I'd only seen this one once, and decided to revisit because why not? Alex Garland rules, and this I liked it quite a bit more on the second viewing. How did you not see that coming, dumbasses? But uh, they didn't. <laughs> Works out great for them. Uh, another rewatch of Looper. This is the uh, third or fourth time I've watched it now, and still a rock-solid Ryan Johnson movie. I quite enjoy this thing. I think there are some more interesting avenues you could have explored, but it is what it is, and I'll just review it as it is, and that's totally fine. Enjoyable. That guy's a hack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. I know you're being sarcastic. Yeah, that was... That, I was neckbearding that one there. You destroyed Star Wars! Yeah. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Looper is great. I haven't seen it for a little while, but I've seen it uh, twice, and both times it was awesome. Awesome movie. Okay, uh, on the complete other end of the solar system, 19... Uh, 19... 2019's Monster Island from the Asylum. 
Mark Atkins directed this one. Mark Atkins has done uh, quite a bit for Asylum and for my eyes. Uh, Eric Roberts is in this, uh, standing in a room, talking. <laughs> for a weekend. Uh-huh, for a weekend. He gets his paycheck. Uh, giant monsters threaten to destroy everything in their path as mankind remains defenseless. Uh, gigantic monsters is a stretch. Uh, a CGI starfish is kind of more accurate with that. Um, big starfish in the middle of the ocean. CGI, of course. Um, this is obviously uh, a riff on Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Came out the same time. Uh, people on a... On a submarine translation in a room that looks like a submarine and then cut to fake CGI submarine underwater. Uh, trying to figure out how to stop the big starfish thing and then they go to see a, um, one of the, one of the actors, uh, uh, professors from college and some lady that she knows why there's starfish creatures and monsters and here's how you get the big bad Godzilla wannabe to resurrect itself so that it can take on and destroy the starfish creature thingy and CGI battle ensues. But very, I mean, we're talking not much screen time. There's, it's, it's precious little screen time. Um, I will say for our, for all these movies, the starfish creature in this one, I'm like, not bad. Like, it's kind of cool. And some of these, some of these movies, if they would actually have a budget for good special effects, they could actually be somewhat decent. Like, that Jurassic City, like, the acting wasn't terrible. And in this one here, the acting wasn't terrible. It's just the CGI is so bad, and then it's like, oh, okay, let's... Here's why there's CGI uh, creatures, and let's just drag it out to with people talking. So... Anyway, Monster Island, give it a shot. <clears throat> no, thank you, sir. No, thank you. Um, DEFCON 4. Oh, I have that one on... Do I have that one on Blu-ray? Or? Defense Condition. Why? <clears throat> Two men and a woman circle the globe in a satellite armed with a nuclear device. The Third World War breaks out, and a few months later the satellite crashes. They survive the crash, but one man gets killed by survivors and the other gets caught. Lots of talking, lots of talking in a satellite room, a little bit of satellite-y things, and uh, there's a missile in there somewhere, and... They make their way to Earth, I remember that, and then there's a lot of stuff going on and on Earth, And there's a lot right? more talking, this time yep. with gangs of punks. Uh-huh, that's the one, I remember that one. Didn't like it. Ah, I'm good, I'm good. I'd still rather have this than Asylum, but boring. I'll knock another one off the list real quick. Age of Tomorrow. <sighs> oh, that's Asylum, isn't it? I don't like Asylum. <laughs> I, I don't like Asylum, but I was too deep. Epic battle wages on. Astronauts sneak on the mothership and, oh, just walking around hallways and talking. <laughs> just just chit-chat and every now and then some real shitty CGI and uh-huh. Kelly Hugh. Um... <laughs> no, just no, nope. Robert, here, here's your weekend warrior on this one is Robert Picardo. That was the big get. It's Kelly Hugh and Robert Picardo. <laughs> Who's and, that? Uh, Robert Picardo was the doctor on Star Trek Voyager, <laughs> which you never watched. But no. that, he was the, obviously the big get because he was the one that was came in for the weekend. 
to yeah. film his talky scenes in a warehouse. That, that's uh-huh. what he did. That's what he did. He, he was the Eric Roberts. Yep. Uh, <laughs> there was obviously a plot, though, right? There was... I already told you it's Asylum, so clearly not. Okay, okay. Back to you. Okay, duly noted. Uh, Alien vs. Predator is up next for me, and uh, this is like, okay, I've been watching Asylum garbage for long enough where I want to watch an actual good, cheesy movie, and that would be this. I don't care how many people hate this movie, I still think it's quite fun. It's uh, got cool special effects, it moves at a good pace, I love the Queen Alien in the end, uh, the characters are forgettable, but who cares? They're at least not standing around in rooms talking for 85% of the movie. They're doing things. Stupid things, but they're doing things. Um, I, I, I thought this was really, really fun. I, I still, I'll never forget when we saw this in the theater. There was a big group of us that went up to see this thing. I was with my wife. At, you know, my We had just got married. So I, of course, drug, you know, she, we were still in the... The we're just married stage, so we do everything together. Well, come up and watch AVP with me. Sure, honey. I'll, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Did, did we see this together? Was uh-huh. I in that group? I yeah, know. you were in that... You and uh, Adam and... Uh, yeah, I remember the big group. Afterwards, we were all like, yeah, that was fun. That was cool. And then the reviews just came pouring in. I, it was fine. I, I mean, it's a bit more Predator-esque as far as... Not as highbrow, I guess you could say, as the Alien series, but I don't know. Who cares? I I had a good time. I wasn't bored. Uh, I agree. Scientists go to a isolated location and then get they get killed by aliens and predators. Um, the there are some stupid things in it, but whatever. I, the late the, our lead at the very end, she's outside without a hat on. And oh yeah, <laughs> the, the the alien's head for a shield. I, fine, whatever. Just I, once we got to that WWE style first showdown between the predator and the alien, where they're just yep. kicking the shit out of each other, it was like I'm in, I'm yeah, in. Yeah, me too. Like, yep. Let's keep keep rolling with this. I loved the. I mean, it just felt very big budget, uh, and it. I mean, well, yeah, budget sixty million dollars. That's pretty good for what is essentially a sci-fi original, right? But yeah, I still like it. And the unrated version, it adds a bit. Uh, but I wish that they would have really went all out. But I just, it feels like they didn't film it that way. That it was, it was filmed with either a light R or a hard PG 13 rating in mind. But still, the added, just a little bit extra added stuff makes it a little bit better. But yep. Anyway, there you go. As long as we're talking about movies that are science fiction and I like and the rest of the world hates, let's talk about Battle L.A. Hmm. I get it. There's shaky cam. And some of it's annoying. And some of it really doesn't need to exist, especially when they're having a conversation. And it's just two people talking. And the camera's moving over here and over here and over here and over here. It's unnecessary. But you didn't come to this movie for conversation. You came to this movie for dissecting aliens to find out where their organs are so that we can more efficiently kill them. Yeah. I dig this movie. It's a boner for the army, but it... I don't know. I still enjoy it. It gets so much hate. I mean, people hate this movie. But, ah, eh, whatever. Go watch Age of Tomorrow, then. I think your bar is... A little too high for all things cinema. <laughs> How does the CGI hold up? I haven't seen this movie in Good. years. The CGI holds up just fine. That's the, the biggest problem in the movie is the shaky cam. 
in my opinion. It's just mm-hmm. too much, way too much. Yeah, I don't mind it in the battle scenes, but eh, otherwise, it's like, just chill. Okay, um, next up for me is Life. This is the 2017 Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds star movie. A team of scientists aboard the International Space Station discover a rapidly evolving life form that caused extinction on Mars and now threatens all life on Earth. You have seen this, correct? I have. Okay. Uh, I'll rewatch of this, and I I still think it's fantastic. I have this on 4K UHD. It looks and sounds fantastic, and this is through and through an alien ripoff, and I, I'm fine with that. I'm, I liked the characters in the movie. Uh, sure, they do a couple kind of dumb things, but that's that's what these movies are. They, there wouldn't be a movie if they'd do everything completely as smart as possible. They yeah. they wouldn't get into trouble. But I uh, I really liked the, uh, spoiler alert here, the more downbeat ending of this one where it went like, okay, we're all screwed. I like that. The creature, <laughs> I also, I, I liked that uh, they went the route instead of a slimy, toothy creature. They went more of a kind of nice-looking creature, like a like a almost like a I don't know, manta ray eel or something, or like something under. It felt very like underwater esque, mm-hmm. like deep sea underwater. It was just a very unique look for an alien creature. I liked that, uh, but. I mean, if you these are kind of a dime a dozen. There's so many alien type knockoffs, but this is certainly one of the better ones. The budget is up there on the screen. It's R rated. It's not hard R rated, but I checked all the boxes for me. Ryan Reynolds was really good as the kind of the wisecracking guy, which that he usually is. Uh, what did you did you like this movie? I I, I thought it was fine. I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I was, it was okay. Um... I don't know. I'll, I'll reevaluate it at some point, but I was a little meh on it. I don't know why. I just was like, eh, all right, it's fine. Back to you. Okay. Uh, Mongolian Deathworm. I forgot to write down High Life for you. That counts as a point. And Doctor Strange and uh, The Maze Runner. Thought I'd give this one another watch uh, just because I'm looking for things on my voodoo. As you do, and that counts as science fiction. I thought, ah, what the hell, I'll rewatch that. I, boy, I tell you off the top of my head, I, I'll stand by it. I think this is my favorite of the YA nonsense world. Um, really? Do you know a better one? What, what's better than this? I mean, not counting, like, Harry Potter, but I mean, why, you know what I mean by why? Yeah, I know, yeah. Young adult. Uh, what was the one that we both really liked? Um, it was kind of almost an origin type thing set up and then they never did another one and it was really good oh what was that called i, I mean yeah i need a little more creatures a yeah. uh, high school and creatures and um timothy T- T- timmy guy timothy olaf olaf fantastic yeah. yes um he was the dad and the teenage son and their... Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, number four i am number four is that, that was a good movie yes yeah that was a good movie I, I I still might I'm because they didn't go any further. I'm still gonna have to give it to Maze Runner because yeah. that movie just ended. Yeah, you know, a, a, like cliffhanger second act almost. And then it didn't do so hot, so they just they they were done. I have heard a couple of whispers about that maybe getting a sequel at some point. I quite liked that movie. Now I haven't seen Maze Runner or any any of the Maze Runner movies. I think you have it in your voodoo. 
Oh, I I know I do. I I do. <laughs> well, the first one is is excellent. I th- I really think you would enjoy it and perfect wife material in my opinion. Okay. You got some horror elements in there, but I think it's enough that she'd be you it she'd be okay. You know, uh, may, maybe I might try and get that watch before the cuz I I've been meaning to and if it falls into under science fiction, that's at least one that I can watch with the wife. I easily falls under science fiction. I just worry that it might the creatures might be a little too horror. I can't, it can't be. If she is cool with Harry Potter, yeah, I, I, it's just, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I don't want to, I don't want to say one or the other. I just hope, yeah. I think that she would be all right with it. Uh, but uh, man, I just really enjoy it. I enjoy the pacing of it, the way they reveal information. Uh, the sequels are, can be hit and miss. I think, I see, I'm confused now. Are there three or four of them? I think the three. second, second one I didn't care for as yeah, much. And then you really liked the third and one. And then the third one was quite good. Uh, but, didn't, it, I think the, like, didn't it do pretty poorly and so they were done i mean three wrapped up the storyline pretty well okay so maybe i'm thinking the the divergent series i don't know i don't get i get these that that one i watched all those all count as sci-fi if you want to watch those by the way the unfortunate Mm -hmm. thing about the divergent series is that one is okay and like two is okay and then like three is oh that was kind of cool and then four is awesome (laughs) oh man Uh, but you can't just dive right to four yeah or yeah, who knows? Maybe it was f- three or five. I don't even know. Who couldn't even keep track of them? I just remember that the last one of those movies was. Now this is what I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Maze Runner series, though, even though it's, I, I I should go reevaluate that second one, see if I think differently of it. And it was funny because I think I mentioned it to you before, but I was at the bookstore one day waiting in line, and I happened to look down at the shelf, and uh, oh, I mean, it, it was. I think there were 12 sequels to the Maze Runner in novel form. Oh. Just maze, just kept going and going and going. These why we got to come up with a YA book series because the, apparently they sell like hotcakes. Oh, but the movies, oh, Percy Jackson and <laughs> Golden Compass. Oh, oh, that was awful. Yeah, it was awful, awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was another one about the time that Gold Compass came out that we both really liked. Oh, Star something, or... Gold Compass was the one with the polar bear, right? Yes. And then there was was another one at the same time. That came out that year, I swear, that we both liked. It it had, um... Oh, Catwoman in it. Star something? Maybe not Star something. It had Catwoman in it. That's what I know. What's her name? Okay. I'll look it up. Go on, your turn. Okay, um, Creature from 1985, directed by <laughs> William Malone. Uh, I got into a alien knockoff tear here, and I Creature is one of my favorites. I love Creature. Have you seen? Yes. It's also known as Titan Find. Yeah. Um, it's great. I love this. I've seen this movie so many times. The first time I watched this movie was back on VHS, back when I was a teenager, and spending the night at my friend's house that his parents let him watch horror movies, and so we would just run stacks of VHS, and this was one of them. I remember we were eating, pizza, chowing down on pizza, and this movie, we were watching this movie, and it is just incredibly gory, and I remember there was a, a head explosion scene in the movie, and I even remember back then, I'm like, oh, this pizza just got not so good. Um, Stardust, directed by Matthew Vaughn. That was a good movie. Yes. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. Uh, but this is a solid movie. Uh, it's a bit dated, but it has a Roger Corman-type feel, and... I don't know, something about like these older movies, shot on film, practical effects, um, 
you know, they, they put some time into this. It wasn't just like, ah, we got to move this amount of money. We're just throw everything into the CGI blender. Um, I don't know. I, I appreciate that. The budget for this thing was only $750,000, which I am surprised because it feels bigger than that for sure. Um, but I don't even remember the reason why there, some creature. Hey, the movie's called Creature. Some creature. There you go. <laughs> um, great. I love the practical effects in this thing. And this is actually the, uh, slightly extended version. William Malone, the director, he went and released this, uh, independently on DVD. He, like, finally put it in, like, 235 aspect ratio, remastered it, uh, added stuff into it, so director's cut. And immediately MGM put the kibosh on that and, like, nope, we own the movie, uh, you can't sell it. So, um, they didn't release it or anything. They just said, no, you can't sell it. But, uh, there was enough, enough copies out there that it got, it got booted. So, there you go. Bastards. Why wouldn't you just, just release it? I agree. Back to you. 1979, The Shape of Things to Come. Oh, how was that? That's one I've been wanting to watch. Yeah, it's your fault I watched it, because H.G. Wells. I'm like, well, he liked War of the Worlds. Maybe this Uh is one I should throw his way. (laughs) Jack Palance is your week-long warrior, and this one he shows up for a couple of scenes to put on the goofy outfit and walk around space hallways and chit-chat. And, uh, there's some crazy, some, you know, 70s psychedelic effects in space. (sighs) (laughs) And there's a robot, but it's, you can tell it's a, it's just a box with some lights on it and somebody's arms are hanging out through some dryer vent tubes. Oh my, we have to go over there. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> You're not dissuading me yet. <laughs> mm, uh, this this quickly became relegated to background fodder for me. Oh, what are they doing now? They're talking. They're still around. talking. Uh-huh. I will I will say this though. The woman in the movie, uh, is it Carol Lindley? Yeah, I mean that is the that's the perfect '80s blown waft hair. That's, that was it. My childhood, that was the hot chick. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. She was easy on the eyes. Uh-huh. Kept talking, though. My God, they kept talking. And walking and talking and pew-pew every now and then. And I'm good. I'm I'm good. You might like it, because I didn't like the old War of the Worlds, but I... There's a couple other H.G. Wells stories that I've seen floating around that, oh, maybe I should give that a shot. 1950s, I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> but 1979 and Jack Palance, I should give that a shot. Whew, boy. Yes. Save, save your life and just go watch uh, some old Battlestar Galactica, because that's way better than this. Uh-huh. Like, in my okay. opinion. Let me see what else this guy's directed. A lot of TV. Oh, there's a lot of TV on this list. Looking for a movie. We got frogs. He directed frogs. You've seen that one too. Yeah, I have. I think it was on the roulette. Uh huh. Oh, and then we're in the sixties now. It's nothing but TV. Oh, <laughs> do something. Just do something. Well, I think it's time to walk around now. 
Huh? Let's check in with Jack Palance. What are you guys doing? Well, let me give you some more instructions. Oh! <laughs> oh back to you. Mm-hmm. Lockout from 2012. Uh, the opposite of standing around talking. That's not this movie. This movie is go, 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 go. I, I gotta say, I, oh, I borderline love this movie. I don't care that some of the CGI is, eh. I don't care that it's a complete knockoff of Escape from New York. I, complete blast. I was never bored. I, uh, Guy Pierce is great. Uh, Maggie Grace is great. Uh, the villains were despicable, nasty bastards that I wanted to see die. Uh, the space battles. I, this is a good movie. Moves at a fast, fast pace. Um, Peter Stormare is in it, which anytime he's in it, it just, he's great. I love, he's such a slimy bastard. But I like um, that he came around at the end and it turned out he was just doing, I, I really enjoyed his job. It. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Uh, and now, granted, I was coming off of some pretty dismal shit, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked for me. Okay, last for me this month is Elysium. I actually watched it last week, but I forgot to add it. Uh, this is my second watch. Blu-ray's been sitting on my, my shelf forever, and right when I'm about ready to get it, somebody gives me the voodoo code. Nope. I think it was TJ, actually. I was like, you know what? All right, I guess I'm watching this on voodoo now. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I enjoyed it more the second time. First time around, I thought it was a little uh, too forceful with its mm. healthcare thing, but that was a topic at the time. And this time around, it didn't feel like that was... I mean, that is the, a lot of the core of it, but it's more of a class warfare kind of film. And I, I don't know, man. I'm always about taking it to anybody in power and shoving it up their ass. Anytime that we're doing that, I'm on board. I don't care who it is. I'm not... I don't want to say I'm not political. I can be, but I don't care if you're left or right. If you're in power, there's something fucking broken with you. I, I just don't trust people that crave that and want mm-hmm. that. I... I so anytime it's we're gonna go break that down. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Fuck the man. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go, Elysium. I don't have much of a desire to rewatch that one. I haven't seen that since the theaters, and it was okay. But eh. I was, it was, you know, after District Nine, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be great, and it is. Meh. It is not District Nine. Nope. No, it is not. But the special effects are next level. I mean, they're oh, I it's bet. so good. It just they're flying that plane up to Elysium, and and the practical effects with the suit that he has to wear, and uh, the guy, South African guy, whose name is completely unpronounceable. Uh, he is fantastic in it, and a complete scumbag assassin. But he is one of the best things in the movie. And oh, after I remember that, him. He's like, I got to go watch Chappie again because I I thought Chappie was a step up from this, and uh, I I. Why isn't, I mean, I know Neil Blomkamp hasn't had a bunch of hits or been super financially successful, but I also don't think of him as being a giant failure either. No, not at all. Why is he not making more shit? I don't know. He's like, he does his Oats Studio thing, but it's Which like, those make were another, fantastic. Yeah, make him another movie. I I know that he wanted to do the, uh, you know, uh, Ripley... Alien 3 redo. Alien, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with anything Alien. But that's, especially with Disney now, I cannot imagine that's ever going to happen. No, that's been canceled over and over. Yeah. But please, keep up with your sci-fi stuff. I dig, just stay in in, your, in the sci-fi lane, because I really like the way that you do it. Even if 
some of your projects I'm not that keen on, like Elysium. It's not the best thing in the world, but uh, and just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't go make some drama. <laughs> yeah. Some bonnet movie. Keep making sci-fi movies. Speaking of bonnet movie, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Uh, another rewatch of this, and my only complaint with it this time is it might be getting too familiar with me because I watched this movie like. Once it finally clicked with me, I watched it quite a bit, and watching this again, I'm like, uh, it's it's I I love it. It's so much fun, but I'm like, I need a a couple year break. I mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like when you yeah. you get too familiar with the movie, but it's still it's just gleefully violent and does not care who it kills. I I love that about a movie that they're like, yep, we don't care. We're anybody is anybody's fair game to get offed. Uh, Special effects are good. Really good, actually. Uh, again, this movie gets tons of hate, and if you, it's not highbrow stuff like the Alien series, or even, well, I mean, it, the Predator series has never been much of highbrow stuff, but it's perfectly fine. I thought it was, I think it's better than the original, the original, but the, the first AVP. Yeah, I agree. And so every time that I rewatch it, and I, been spacing it out so I'm not burned down on it. But every time I'm watching it, I'm like, I know I like this movie. Okay. And and then they have that sewer scene where they blast its way out of the sewer. I'm like, oh yeah, that was cool. But why was I so high on this movie? And then we get to that scene where they kill somebody that you don't think they're going to kill. They pin her up against the wall and it's disgusting as hell. And then right after that, I think, is the pregnancy shit where you find out about that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this movie's gross as shit. <laughs> That's why yeah. I like it. <laughs> yep, this is one that uh, they it was R-rated in the theater, but they really embraced the R the uncut version. Really embraces the violent gore stuff much more on the Blu-ray. But I thumbs up for me. It's it's nothing that I would go out of my way to recommend to you know. I would be, I can see why people would dislike it, but I man, I I like it. I think it's fun. I just think. People's expectations are in a different place than ours. Yeah. Uh, okay, last one for me is Danny Boyle's Sunshine from 2007. Ooh, nice. um, almost perfect score. I mean, almost. I'm trying. I'm, I'm reaching to try and find things I don't like about it. I, this is so good. Uh, Cillian Murphy, Rose Byrne, Chris Evans. Great cast. Great directing. Tense from the minute the thing starts. Special effects. I mean, this movie's what? Uh, 13 years old. Special effects that still hold up. This movie could be released today. And it would be... Like, I wouldn't change anything. It's not like, ooh, the sun effects are... Eh. It's... It's so good. I like the slasher-esque aspect of the final part of the movie. I was I was fine with that. Actually, I'm think, I think that it made sense in context of what was going on. And just that the world is dying. They're on the mission to the sun to deliver payload to create a new star out of a dying one. And then we get into some religious connotations here. Uh, with should the world just be done? Is this God's way of saying you guys need to be done? Uh, I think it works beautifully. Yeah, it's such a great movie. This is probably the pinnacle of what I've watched this month with science fiction. This is probably my the best thing I've watched yet. Uh, yeah, I I was surprised at how well it held up. I agree, and I mean the score is great. Oh, so the, good. It's so good. Uh, Captain America, 
is in there. And that, let me see here. That was yep. before he was Captain America, wasn't it? What year? He, did had, you say? he was. He was a uh, Storm from what's That's Johnny. Right. So he was That's starting right. to become a big actor, um, and it was almost like he was kind of that wisecracking, funny guy in the Fantastic Four. And then he was kind of a prick in this. But I like everything that he would do. I'm like, yeah. I, he, he was the one, he was the brains. Like, everything that he did, they should have followed his lead. They should have, whatever he said, they should have done that. They wouldn't have been in the shit if they wouldn't have, you know. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And he was, I, I mean, he was playing more of a Captain America role in this where he was going against everybody. He did yeah. fan, Fantastic Four Part Two was after Sunshine. Can you, oh, wow, <laughs> what a step down that must have been for him. Yep. But. <laughs> That is a great movie. Damn, damn good movie. I'm yeah. reaching two to find a negative on that one. Uh, I've seen it two or three times. And the special effects, you're not a bit wrong on that. They are so good. There are some scenes in there where I would go almost... How I know it might have been CGI, but it looked practical, and how did you do that? When I know. They, when they docked with the thing, and then when they blasted across uh, to get back to it, and the one guy died, oh. I... Brutal. So brutal. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, this one here even almost brought a tear to my eye in the end with just how it, like, and it was earned. Like, that whole, here's the mission, it's either, either they're going to succeed and Earth continues or they're going to fail and the end. Uh, and just that final, the final last 30 seconds or so of the movie or whatever, oh, it was... Maybe you'll look up one day and yep. it'll just be a little bit warmer out. Oh, <laughs> so Great. The sun will shine just a little bit brighter, something like mm-hmm. that. I will. I am very surprised at the effects that they held up that good. And this is not a huge budget movie. Uh, what was the budget on this thing? Uh, Twenty six million. It says GBA or what? GB. Yeah. I shame, shame on on other people because I've seen it sixty million dollar movies that don't look that good. Yeah. Hmm. What did Battlefield Earth cost? Like $200 oh, million? Dollars? Oh, ridiculous amounts of money. Which one of us should maybe rewatch that one for this month, huh? I've watched it a few times. I'm good. I know it pretty well. Uh, uh, anyway, another one of those movies that hour and 47 minutes, but it essentially... I actually watched this last night after karate. I was just beat to shit. And I'm usually I fall asleep immediately, but I glued to the screen. So, damn. anyway, good. huge... Huge thumbs up. Uh, I agree. And it's on my shelf to rewatch, too. I don't know if I'll get to it this month, but we'll see. Okay, that brings the score to 44 to 35. I'm just not going to catch up. But having said that, I have reached the quota for the month. If we're doing one a day, I've... Yeah, that's the goal. And and, and over the next two weeks, I have so much work shit going on that it's all I can do to watch one a day. I get caught up on the weekends where I knock out a whole bunch but oh man i got a lot of work coming the next two weeks yeah so it's not impossible that you could catch me yeah i have a stack i trust me there's there's a stack the stuff that i want to still watch and this all it takes is a couple of these good ones to really reinvigorate me and i'm like okay now it's time to pull out your report again last days on mars uh just some ones that i remember really liking i'm like i should give that one a rewatch maybe even super eight maybe so he sounds like you're balancing out. You're not so down yes. on this idea anymore. I'm. I'm now. Uh, I. I went too whole hog on <laughs> the complete shit fests of Asylum way too quick, 
and just got burned out. But then I kind of, no. I, I kind of feel like we probably won't do a sci-fi-a-thon every year, but maybe January we should just pick a genre, and that's the genre we do. Yeah, you know, I, I like mean? that idea because it is fun because it like it does it does make you how do I say this like think of like okay what's what's a good like for me, what's a good science fiction movie that I haven't seen in a while that I typically wouldn't be watching right now, but it's kind of making me rewatch it? Like Sunshine, I probably wouldn't have rewatched that, but oh, I'm so glad I did. Uh, yeah. So it's I, I like that that it gets me to watch stuff that I normally wouldn't go to, even though I may like the stuff. I just I wish that there would be some more movies that I have not seen. Well, Maze Runner, that's going to be the one that I'm going to really try to watch before next episode, so that. It's a new movie. You give it thumbs ups. And just... Hey, I'd like your wife's opinion on it. I, I think it can slip by her radar for with the horror elements. I think it can. So, okay. you know, you know how that can be. Yeah. But the older, oof, the old, as the years tick by, it gets it gets more and slimmer yeah. and slimmer. Yep. <laughs> I understand. Um, oh, but okay. uh, real quick, I want to talk about uh, Ford v Ferrari. Yes, go for it. Okay, so. Much needed date night, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you here. I would have much rather watched Underwater because that would have counted for the sci-fi. Movie. Yeah, yes, it would have. <laughs> um, and it was, and it would have only been ninety minutes or two hours because of trailers. But yeah, Ford Ford v Ferrari is back out in the theaters because it's got an Oscar nomination, several, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's let's do this. Um, heck, I would have much rather watched Bad Boys for Life, but that's okay. Um, this is a good movie. Matt Damon's great in it. Uh, drawing a blank here. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. He's great in it. The acting's great. The the race scenes are great. It's it's long. I mean, towards the end, I'm like, oh, let's go. Okay, we got over the race. Now we're get, let's get the weepy stuff done so we can get going. If only let's we didn't have 40 minutes of commercials and ads and bullshit up front to burn yeah. you out of sitting in a theater. Because I was burned out. I it oh it makes me so pissed off. Oh anyway. Oh so I, so when are you going to start arriving late? I know. Because, we need, I need to start doing that. We do that naturally. At this point, I mean we're yeah. late to everything, but you know, <laughs> I, when it comes to the theater, she, she'll go. What time does it start? And oh, two o'clock. And we're walking out the door at one forty-five, and we're a half an hour away. And I'm not even flustered or sweating. It's like. There's going to be 20 minutes and 30 minutes of bullshit, at mm-hmm. least. At least. Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating. Uh, so, and so as usual, I have to tell you my, my theater experience. So, oh, here we go. We sat down, and I'm I'm still, this whole Cinebistro thing, like, it's still the setup of the old Movies 10, so it's not stadium seating. Everybody wants to sit towards the back, and everybody does sit towards the back, and we sit down at the very, at the last row at the very end, and there's... Two seats between us and then another couple or whatever. And there's a smattering of people in the theater. I mean, you can tell it's probably the people that, oh, it got nominated for Oscars. Let's go see it. Um, trailers are going. In comes, in comes the couple. I'm like, here we go. Have a seat right beside us, please. I'm ready for a double date. And, <laughs> and order some go. food. And, um, oh, she got huge popcorn and a big drink. Um, they were probably slightly younger than us. And they were on a date, not a married date. They were not. Yeah. Ma- you can just you can tell. Yeah. Just immediately. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. They're making out, and and then she would, huh? 
The whole movie. The, the whole movie. I know if something like, if a big revelation was made about the whole Ford car or whatever, you just hear a, huh. Hmm. <laughs> and then the races, you know, a bad thing would happen in the race, and then it was, hmm. So just, yeah, just that. And then anything funny that, you know, Matt Damon, he had it, he had his southern and whatever accent, and she would, <laughs> and then, I'm like, oh, are you slobbing on his knob? I mean, it was just <laughs> constant, constant. And my wife was sitting beside this lady, and I mean, I'm like, oh, so I'm, you had a space away, and you were, oh, I, I did, and and your wife didn't it, even notice, did she? Oh, she, she actually, she, if she gets slightly annoyed, that means it's really bad. Yeah, yeah, that's how mine is. <laughs> yeah, she told me after about about the time we got married, she. Yeah, said she doesn't like going to movies with me because now she notices all the shit that she never noticed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, there's a, yep, there's 30 somethings on a date, on a date. Oh. And it was like about five degrees too hot in there. It's, it, I'm like starting to get the feel for this place. It's, it's usually too warm in there. Uh... <laughs> so wait a minute. I'm thinking now, because I haven't been to Movies 10 in a while, but... So they didn't add stadium seating? They just put in recliners? Yeah, there's, there's, there's recliners in there. There's less seats, but yeah, it's just recliners in there. But they didn't build up? I mean, because you no. can build up a thing to make stadium. Nope. Wow. Nope. It's... I can't imagine it's going to be a success. And they have, like... It seems like they were preparing for, like, just this flock of people to show up at this theater now, because... There are so many staff working there. Like, the staff outnumbers the customers, it seems. <laughs> what about oh, ticket prices? Uh, they're, I think, about the same as Tinseltown. There's no, I mean, other than if a movie time works out, then you go there. That's, that's my thing is if the movie, if the time works out, I'll go there. It's the same distance pretty much, but Tinseltown's better. Uh, yeah. and once they start slopping down food on, down people's throats, I don't, I can't imagine I'm going to visit there often, but we'll, I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. oh, so Ford v. Ferrari, I, I see why it's up for a best, best picture nomination, but it certainly didn't make my list. It was fine. It was good. Um, but I mean, I would say that they painted out Ferrari as being assholes, but they painted out every car manufacturer as being greedy bastards. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I still want to see it because for whatever reason, I'm a fan of racing movies. You should still check out that one with Chris Hemsworth. That was a good I know, movie. I need to. I That'd be uh, a good wife movie, too. Yep. She really, I think she liked it better than I did. But I was annoyed by make-out couple and just... Constant uh, noise. Just chit, oh, chitter-chatter, yeah. chatter, chitter-chatter. And it was, it was never that loud. Like, if you'd be, like, maybe two rows in front of them, you couldn't have heard it. But it was just loud enough that we could hear it the whole way through. Uh, <laughs> I constantly have to tell my kids, why are you making that noise? Because the one kid will just be like, blah, 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 blah. Literally, yeah. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. That's the noise he makes. Blah, 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 blah. Just stop. Stop. Your yeah, mouth why? does not always have to be spewing verbal diarrhea. Yeah. Try and silence. When you, when you don't tell your kids to, to not do that, they grow up to be that. Mm-hmm. It's like the sound of their own voice. and I, I bet she didn't even know. I, it seemed like she was not even noticing that she was doing it. Oh, people like that never notice that they're yeah. bothering anybody. They have no spatial awareness. Yeah. That's oh. why can, you come in with 14 gallons of popcorn. Yeah. Grom, 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 grom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yipper. 
Okay, <sighs> coming soon for me is, apparently I'm going to watch Juliet Binoche masturbate a bunch. Uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2, we're, uh, we started that one last night. That's where we're at. With the MCU, I need to get some of these VHS out of here. Since I saw Sean Patrick Flannery, I thought, huh, I got powder on my shelf. I should watch that. Oh, yeah, I was going to bring up my Tubi list, so maybe you could have some ideas of things to put in there. Oh, I'll find my own stuff for you. Yeah, no, it's the first three things in the sci-fi <laughs> section. That's it. <laughs> Beyond Atlantis, Man Killers, Passenger 5... Uh, the Killing of Satan, Life Pod, Arcade, and apparently Closer to God. Mm, yipper! <laughs> oh, there's more where that came from. I know. They're four, uh-huh. five, and six on the sci-fi list. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Garbage. Yeah. Trash. Uh-huh. Oh, for me, I've got Ice Sharks, Sand Sharks. <laughs> oh, we're at more Sharks. Oh, there's more. There is more sharks on the horizon. Uh, how many I can get through, I we'll see. I don't know. Um, or, or I want to rewatch Outland again with. Uh, oh, nice, Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Yep, I haven't seen that. That's another one of those where I'm like, you know what? It's Sci-Fi Month. I haven't seen that in years, and I wouldn't be watching it otherwise. But I remember it being really good. I think that's uh, a Peter Himes movie. I don't know about really good, but um, you'll really appreciate the production on it. Okay. You can tell it's all very practical, and it feels like outer spacey. Good. Yeah, so we'll do that. Uh, Under the Skin is going to probably be the uh, the cherry on top. Yep. Um, And yeah, like I said, who knows? Maybe Super 8. Maybe Oblivion. I love Oblivion. Ooh. Um, I I haven't seen it in a while. That's definitely my wife. My wife loves Oblivion. Um, Maybe Tom Cruise War of the Worlds. Uh, Now, that is a great movie. Yeah, Oblivion is amazing. I was yeah. just talking about it today. War of the Worlds is awesome too. Yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll see what I get into. It's once I like, I think that I'm going to watch a certain like these movies, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh wait, Slither is a horror movie. I should or science fiction movie. I should watch that now. So yep. it just I don't know. It depends. And I really did want to get to the theater to watch Underwater because I I'm not sure about you, but I've actually heard some pretty good things about it. I have too. I've also heard that it feels like they cut stuff out. Ooh. Not, not, not in the sense that, uh, like it's PG 13 edited and there's no gore as in the sense of what I was saying about rise of Skywalker, where there's a longer cut of this film somewhere. They probably just were forced to the studio forced them to shorten it. Oh, um, if that's the case, I wonder if this will be released like maybe in an extended version on I mean, It's probably going to end up that I'm waiting for it uh, to come out streaming or Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah, I want to see it, too. I, it's underwater. It's, you know, ocean-faring shit. You know me. Yep, yep. And I do want to watch Bad Boys for Life. If I can... Oh, and The Gentleman comes out, too, with the Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, there's, a, there's a bunch of good stuff I want to watch right now. I don't know. January's not so much a dumping ground anymore. No, it is. No, obviously. Look what the Bad Boys for Life brought in. My lord. What, $70 million over four days? They already talked about Part 4 being greenlit. Which they should. And that yeah. is... That's huge. I forgot to talk about, uh, speaking of Bad Boys for Life, Joe Carnahan, was, uh, he wrote that movie and was on board to direct it, and then uh, they had some disagreements and he didn't end up directing it. But when I went on vacation, the movies, they were showing a handful of movies on the plane, and one of them was The A-Team. Uh, you oh, know, and of the, ones that, of the ones that were there in the cycle, um, yeah, okay, I'll watch this again. 
That is such a fucking fun movie, man. Oh my god, I had so much fun watching it. And then I saw, because I follow him on Twitter, he went to the premiere, or he went to the first night showing, or something like that, Carnahan did, of Bad Boys for Life, and he came out and was giddy. He said he loved it, and this is what the fans want, and from what I've heard, he's not wrong. And that's something, because he's not one of those guys, those Hollywood guys that goes around loving on everybody. If he doesn't like something, he says so. He does not give a shit. That's oh. why he's not so popular <laughs> in the Hollywood circles. He he always will say what he really, really thinks. Yeah. So him saying he likes it, that's saying something in my book. It does uh, seem but, like like this is one of those true success stories to where it got good word of mouth. The reviews are good. Everything just came together. I think that's I think that's great that... A series that's this old that was dumped into January is all of a sudden kind of a you know comeback kid type of thing to where it's like it's making bank. Yes, I love it. Yeah, me too. I love it. More of this, less of everything else, less asylum. Yep, <laughs> yep. but not but you know, lives, bad, at least not for bad girls week. for a week is coming out <laughs> next week or something. Oh, I wonder what they can get made in a week. Oh, um, because that's fairly... it depends when the warehouse rental is due. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. and then. And what uh, Rob Van Dam is doing for two days. <laughs> <laughs> it depends how full he is of poop powder. Okay, are yes. you ready to be done? Can we be done? Yep, I, I am. <laughs> All right, I'll see you. All right, see you. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.